This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of But Why. You may or may not have noticed, but we took a little break over summer. But we're here now and we're ready to dig into some big questions and tricky topics via honest conversation. This week, I'm going to be talking all about social media. Today's guest has a whopping social presence of 7.5 million followers on Instagram, which is a mind-boggling amount. She uses that space to talk about mental health and the idea of influence for good. Not only that, but she has a gorgeous eyewear brand too. And for the context of our conversation, she is also Harry Styles' sister. So, without further ado, let me introduce Gemma Styles and let's get cracking with the episode. Do you think you'll ever go back up north? I don't think so, to be honest. Why? Um, well, I don't, I'm not like. I'm not overly fussed, but like me and my boyfriend have talked about this before because so my mum is way up north and my dad mm. as well and his uh, his family's on the south coast. Oh. So the further we move away, it's like we're always going to be further from one or the other. So I don't really know what we'll do, but for now we're happy where we are. So Yeah, this works, doesn't it? Yeah. To be honest, we all just want to get back to a point when we're just living a life rather than like being confined to your own home. Although maybe we like that. I know. That's the thing. Like all last year, I was kind of thinking, like, do we need to be in London? Because we're just mm. in the house, and like, you know, there's much cheaper houses. If there's much cheaper away. houses. But and, but now yeah. the sun's out and everyone's back outside again. I'm like, oh no, all our friends are here. It's really fun. Yeah, it's true. We haven't really had a version of real life. But I have to say, not having a proper garden in the last year has, yeah, that has definitely been tougher, hasn't it? Yeah, that's tricky. We we had moved, um, luckily before all the pandemic stuff and we have had a garden which has been uh, just an absolute godsend to be honest i've spent unthinkable numbers of hours on peck and rye i know every oh i bet yeah every from every angle there's a part of it that i quite liked watching the seasons but not that much um not that much no and it's interesting that you say you might keep your podcast like this but it's quite interesting if you've never done it in real life it's definitely there's definitely a different thing when you've got two people in a room yeah, I the only I've done like a podcast or two um where I'd been and recorded with someone, but obviously not with me hosting it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't know. I do I I quite like doing it at home is the thing. And I like, like being in that space for yourself. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I find it less 
anxiety inducing no. when I don't also have to like go somewhere I'm at least Travel. like in my space with my stuff and like mm. there's nobody like nobody else watching me and it's just no. you just no. kind of get on with it I was gonna say it's more intimate when there's two people in a room but actually if you're talking to someone from their home that's yeah. kind of a, a different um form of intimacy I suppose and you're right like the whole traveling there traveling back anxiety is um yeah I've tried to get the train a couple of times recently and the p- pandemic has taken these key skills from me I just could not uh, work out platforms and like being in the right bit at the right time I was like oh my word I thought I these are skills that we got but you just haven't done it anymore well this I feel like I've completely forgotten where things are so I so af- after this today yeah. I'm go I've got my first vaccine appointment so I need to go but luckily I realized yesterday I thought it was in London Bridge and it isn't. It's in Westminster. <laughs> so oh, very I different. would have I would have turned up to the to, because I'd like forgotten the name of which hospital was where or something. So yeah, I've I've also forgotten how to live. Why do you have to anymore. go to one of the hospitals? Not just I just had it down the road in Dulwich. Um, I think it was just the closest like big hub that had an appointment when I booked it. Maybe like I think when I when I went on to the booking thing, there weren't. Those were the closest ones, so I I just do that. it's a bit of an outing, yeah. isn't it? Westminster, I'm worrying yeah, about journey. Not? I, I know fact, I'm not not looking forward to like the hot tube on a really boiling hot day, though. I just do a lot of like building a big walk. I'd, I'd opt for more walk, less tube. Like, can you get the trains? Yeah, on? maybe I'll do that. Always oh, the way. Oh, we'll see. First time I met you, or the only time I met you in real life, we ended up getting the tube back from somewhere, didn't we? I, can't remember I think where. that was Westminster, actually. I feel like I we think... were on that corner. Oh, what a full <laughs> circle. That's so weird. Yeah, that was, what, two years ago? That's yeah, I think that. so. Yeah, well, that's exactly well, where I'm going after this. So <laughs> We're both anxiety ridden then. Which is great, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quite Some things never change. No, they don't. No, they just get more controlled. And, well, I'm going to say controlled, but that's not what I want. I try and live in acceptance, which leads me nicely onto what we're going to talk about, which is the internet and mental health and also good influence so i was trying to work out how old you are in terms of your internet use so for example mm. for me i joined facebook after uni so i'm kind of that's where the internet came into my life where like how did you grow up on the internet so facebook as a marker i think i was 16 maybe i think so into like that. it was yeah it was definitely it was definitely before uni but yeah I think I was like maybe going into sixth form it was kind of at that point when was that maybe when they started anyone could have it without like a uni email address or something like that I think that's yeah, that was how it started it. wasn't it yeah that's mad yeah it was like a I know it was like I don't I, oh, I don't know if it was like an alumni thing or like a networky mm. whatever but yeah I think you had to have like a, a dot edu or something like um yeah, I had to have a uni email, and then when you didn't, that's when that's when it all the, the school the school age was got in on it. So was MSN a thing for you or not? What? Were you more MSN than me? Probably. Yeah, definitely MSN. Yeah, that was a biggie, which I always like. I almost forget about because it wasn't social media like we have social media now. No, it was pretty tight. But it definitely took up like the same amount of your time as social media does now. <laughs> So it's one of those in terms of getting from school school. and just spend hours yeah just that's where all of your afternoon would go but was that a case that you'd be friends with strangers or not or you'd only know people that you knew 
No, it was more like people from school or mm. may, like maybe like a couple of people from, so like who were local but went to a different school or whatever, who it would be like, oh, friend of a friend on, you know, how these things, these things yeah. happen. Yeah, um, so it's interesting, isn't it? It's like, that's quite a big shift. Because this is an aside, but I've done um, a podcast about um, child safety online. And, you know, mm. when we were growing up, the biggest thing you learned was like stranger danger. But that doesn't really work anymore because we're all in like quite intimate contact with strangers online as a norm. And that's quite a hard boundary yeah. then. It's quite dangerous really for kids. But that didn't really happen I think Instagram really for me was the first time that I was it was a, it was a relationship with strangers. Yeah, I think so. I had Twitter before I had Instagram, so that was kind of the same for me. Like, yeah, as soon as you suddenly are talking to people who you don't know, no. but that was also so. I got Twitter at like the same time as. So basically, as soon as soon as I got Twitter, it I started getting followers quite quickly because of the the surrounding furore yeah. around Harry. <laughs> so that was similar time, similar timing. Yes, which was I think, I think it might have even been when Twitter started. came out because that was around like 2010 ish, I think. Mm. Which I in my head, I'm like, I feel like that's about how old Twitter is, maybe. Yeah, um, I think you're right. So that's quite strange. So your actual introductions to that were with people beginning to be interested in you, yeah, without knowing you. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Any from the time I've had any of the like the big social media platforms. So like aside from Facebook, yeah, it's always been under that kind of in that context. So I feel like my relationship with it is maybe a bit different. Yeah. So you because for me when I started on Instagram, like mm. there, it, it was very new, it was very early. I think I've been on there like in, in this capacity for like six years. And I didn't come on to make a job out of it. I came on because of a really lonely motherhood. And I mm. met a load of women who felt like me, who I hadn't met in my surroundings. Although actually, weirdly, they did end up being from quite local to me. So yeah, I always think- always the way. Yeah, all from Southeast London, but it was, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing because the way I went about it was by meeting friends. So I was quite open. I was put, like my my barriers were down. I I just literally was looking for connection, and that's yeah. great because it meant that the way I went about it was really honest and authentic. But that you know, for example, to begin with, there were pictures of my kids on there because that that's what you do. I was just meeting people. Here are my children. Yeah. I was deeply in motherhood. And I thought, wow, what were you thinking putting that up then? But you can only know based on how that experience is at the time. Yeah, totally. And it sounds like you were probably kind of ahead of your time in a way mm. in terms of Instagram because there were for so many, so many years it was, I mean, people still talk about it the same way now, how it's such a curated and everybody only wants to see, you know, the airbrushed photos mm -hmm. and it's all meant to be perfect. And now... I feel like we are kind of shifting towards that's not necessarily what all people are looking mm. for. There's quite an appetite now for people who aren't airbrushing everything. And mm. you know what I mean? Like a, a bit more reality to it. But it sounds like you were doing that from the beginning. So well done. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, only because I didn't know any, that's the only way I, I knew how to conduct myself. Like, yeah. And I think it, I think what's confusing for me, because I've wrangled this for you for years, there are some people where you're like, this is an editorial feed. In the mm -hmm. I always think of it like magazines. You know when you're picking up Vogue 
that you're seeing a piece of curated content. Yeah. It's when it's when people dance in that in between bit where it's like I'm act, I'm acting like I'm giving you real life, but it's not. That is, I think, is what become confusing for people. Yeah, for sure. And I think I I don't even feel like that's always intentional. It's just kind no. of it does it takes a lot to put the mess and the shit from your own life on the internet like it really does so i don't i don't even think it's always you know an insidious thing but it's just it's and the algorithm rewards you for it as well you know so this is why people end up everybody wears the same clothes and looks more and more homologous because yeah you just get rewarded for looking the same it's all it's it's a lot well this yeah and it's interesting because as you know further down my career there's been times when it's like oh you know you and your crew and your red lipstick and your fashionable clothes when I you know of course I've been in the last years I haven't been very dressed up at all but every time I was kind of looking like a more together version of motherhood the reason I was doing that was a hundred percent for myself probably I always say the moments when I look like I've got my shit most together on the internet is probably if I'm honest when I'm laddering into like hyper vigilance of trying to cope with stuff and so yeah. often as you say the front you're putting on instagram is is for yourself more well not more but there's definitely an interesting part in that isn't there yeah definitely i mean i've i've read like i've read articles and researched things before about how i think i wrote an article years ago about how um yeah exactly like who we do it for and whether it yeah. actually makes you feel better and kind of the there were people who were talking about the mental health component of sort of I pull myself together not I mean pull yourself together in, in terms of appearance yeah. I kind mm-hmm. of mean as in like put a bit of makeup on put an outfit on that you like and they're doing it because they want to be able to post a selfie or whatever but actually mm-hmm. it does then make them feel better so I think there's yeah. a real circularity to it and for some people it won't help at all and for some people yeah it might might kind of be a bit fake when you get dressed and you're forcing it but it might for some people actually help them so yeah I feel like in that respect it's so true and actually I guess a good parameter for me because again in the realm that I'm in it's very easy to get pulled into like a Pinterest version of a birthday party right to a kid so you know imagine the the parties we had when we were young and now look where they're at with like these balloon arches and these cakes that would normally just be for a wedding etc etc and you know what the kids are the recipient of that so that's great but the important thing is how it feels for you so I'm always like for mums and for myself if putting this spectacle on comes easy to you and it feels good that's great but if you're you're so burnt out that by the time you put it all together you're a shell of a person for your child yeah then, then it's it's no good but how it feels has got to match up with how it looks yeah, I think it's it, it is like a lot of it, I think. If you enjoy doing it, it's like I I see a lot of these, you know, people who have extremely curated feeds mm. and obviously like very planned shot Shots. images for all of their feed and all of that kind of stuff. Good on him. Well, I, I think exactly the same as I I feel like some people get more enjoyment out of that part mm. of it than others and there is a creativity to it that I really respect that a lot of people mm. put into it. I just don't really have that part of it for me. Like that wouldn't be enjoyable. I would really have to force it. Mm-hmm. And then I think it would, yeah, it would be less genuine for sure, which is not not really what anyone's going for, is it? No, that's true. So it needs to be a reflect. Yeah, it, it's your intention behind it. But it, as you say, like some of those super crafted shots, 
that isn't I mean I oh, yeah. put a ring light up today and it fell down three times before I even put it up it's like those <laughs> shots are not easy to achieve they're, they're really no. not um, yeah it's, it's as long as you're yeah what you're getting out of it is good and um, where your head's at and I think the important thing also is very easy to ladder like criticism at social media but we all have to be savvy consumers of social media as well you know which the yeah. problem is when you, when your own resources are down i know it myself that there's a particular scroll you do when you're not in a great place and it yeah. you're just repeatedly triggering yourself whereas in a sane mind i can look at a kid's birthday and go that looks really nice but they'll still have been a temper tantrum and the mum will still be tired and they will still be roused but in a, when I'm not thinking like that I just think oh my word they're doing a better job than me yeah yeah it is like you say yeah how you Consuming. come into the room kind of thing because it is just like a big room full of people who are all going look what I'm doing look what I'm doing um yeah if you're in a good mood then you're like oh my god yeah good for you. and if you're not then you're like get me out of here but also I'm not gonna get myself out of here I'm just gonna sit and look at it and look at it and look at it that's so it's such a good parameter of how to approach it because yeah you're there are times when I know I'm feeling super introvert when I wouldn't walk loudly into a into a room for people so why on earth would you do that digitally and repeatedly during the day as well that's the thing it's like I deleted Instagram yesterday because I had a lot of work to do Mm. And every time I pick up my phone, I still feel that like my jaw tightened. I inadvertently hold my breath in the space when I would go and check it. It's like, wow, to be putting yourself through that over and over again. And the reason I was feeling like that is because I was topped out with the amount of work I needed to do. So it's like, yeah, it's really trying to be conscious of like extracting yourself from it. Yeah, it is. And I, th- I do think there is a different set of feelings that go with it when you use something like Instagram for work as well because yeah I don't know I get I I guess that's why a lot of people have like you know their front-facing Instagram accounts or whatever and then we'll have I don't even know what the kids are calling them these days but they're like private Instagrams or whatever they're like they're just for your friends (laughs) which like I've never had one of those because to me I'm like oh it's just another bloody job Mm. to do isn't it like there's already too many social media accounts to try and keep up with posting posting things for I was like I'm not giving myself another one I can't be can't be asked no way Jose yeah that I mean it's surprising isn't it when we're however far down this line I've only just learned that I don't need to go out at weekends. I took a week off for the first time ever last year to go on, on holiday. I was like, oh, right, mm. yeah, it's my job. Of course you can take time off. And, it, you know, the way it's designed is you feel like you're missing out, but you take a week off and then you come back and yeah. like, oh, yeah, nobody cares. Literally nobody cares. Or if they do And care, it's all still there anyway, yeah, so. You miss nothing, literally nothing. And then yeah. you're coming into it in a, such a better place where I can go and... You know, Instagram at its best is is a community. And when I'm in a good headspace, like you say, I can walk into the room, I can go and listen to other people's stories, I can communicate. But it, yeah, you know, it, it's painful to pull yourself out of that when you're when you're not in that place. Yeah, it's true. I think yeah, as you described it, kind of from the introversion kind of point of view. So I probably don't take myself completely off social media as much as I should but I do take breaks from kind of posting things when I feel mm-hmm. like I want to which then yeah as you say it's kind of like you go into the room full of people but you're feeling a bit introverted but then you just listen to everyone else and you don't have to say anything or tell a story to anyone no. and you just you can still 
take it all in without yeah having to add your voice to the pile of voices no and there's a real power and then when you are feeling it you're the hopefully whatever you're putting on there especially if it's work but just generally is is you're able to receive it because that's also the thing if if you put something out when you're feeling on the back foot even the slightest negative comment you know Mm -hmm. will be really triggering whereas if you read it when you're in a good frame of mind it's literally water off a duck's back and so yeah it's kind of being responsible for your own feelings I suppose but it's hard to do because it's unbelievably habitual so I I wonder I think we will I think we are learning aren't we how how to navigate this we were the first yeah as you say I was very early in my particular sector the first kind of lot on it and Mm. The, the next generation has come up can learn from our mistakes but we didn't know we didn't know what we do yeah it's so true yeah you just we're all just kind of figuring it out and then there's new things that are gonna gonna come on all the time aren't there that we're yeah. <laughs> i'm never not gonna know what i'm doing at all all the are tiktok to- stuff i've just yeah. completely no i'm just not doing it i downloaded it actually and then i sat and i was scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and honestly i looked up and i was like I've been sat watching these videos for two hours. It's I was like, dumb. and it felt like five minutes. I just deleted it from my phone. I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I don't need another time suck. No, and the thing is with um, TikTok, you drive, you dive straight into the discovery page. So you're straight in that mode. And honestly, the things that people are putting on there is remarkable. Like the creativity yeah. on there is insane, but exactly and i guess you just go this is the point i'm not going to be a tiktok creator because i don't have any more hours in the day and i'm therefore Mm. don't need to be a consumer of it as well but that's because that's probably the generational shift isn't it that that's just that i'm old you're not as old as me but yeah (laughs) well no but it's true and also i was just kind of like all of the best tiktoks people would just download and then post on their instagram story anyway yeah so you end up seeing stuff but also i was yeah i was thinking to myself because i mean it's what always happens when you work in social media when something new comes along even if it's a new feature or a new platform or something everyone's like you need to be doing this you need to be doing this and yeah i was watching tiktoks and i was like i do not have the self-assurance to be making tiktoks like i will not do what any of these people are doing no I just, no, so sense. I was just like I'm I'm just I'm not I'm not going to try and shoehorn myself in like square peg round hole it's just I'm this is not for me no well I can't dance or sing and I find the idea of pointing at bubbles really awkward so it, it, yeah. it counts me out basically which is you know to play to play to your skills <laughs> it's yeah not my, oh. I, I, honestly I I've just laugh yeah yeah I've tried to do it I hate hard. filming myself anyway so yeah, if I ever have to like film clips of myself for anything work-wise, like whether it's for me or for not, like it's my least favorite thing to do. I really hate it. So isn't it strange? Isn't it strange where you find yourself? It's there's so much of this job that is my worst nightmare mm. in terms of just using you as my therapy session. But like, I don't ever want to look like I have a better idea than anybody else. I don't yeah. want to be. I don't want to be high up the hierarchy, but the bit I do mm-hmm. love is is talking to people, learning from people. But yeah, it's really difficult, isn't it? But it's a, it's a privilege it to have it. But it's yeah, I'm like, how have I done a job that is like in some ways terrible for parts of my personality? Yeah, it's a tricky one as well, and it's in 
a really gross way, I understand why people then look at people who do kind of influencery kind of things for a living and think like, you know, how can you moan about it ever? Because it's mm. like, it's a great job to have. But I feel like we're all so aware that it's a great job to have and like grateful yeah. to be in the position that we're in. I certainly am. But 100%. it doesn't mean that sometimes, you know, yeah, just because you've got a job that you're lucky to have let's say it doesn't mean that people sending you really awful shitty messages doesn't make you feel horrendous like Mm. i don't think there's any job where that wouldn't be the case i've literally written this down this was going to be the next thing i talk about so like trolling and particularly trolling forums which are horrendous to be at the receiving end and it's not something i ever talk about publicly because actually my mental health can't hack it but it's yeah. it's awful and I cope with it by pretending it doesn't exist mm-hmm. and then I try and rationalize it and be like in any job you do there would be people who didn't like you and, and you just wouldn't normally know yeah. about it mm-hmm. yeah I feel like we've talked about this before in in real life <laughs> um and yeah it's just oh, I don't know it's I find it really difficult to because I know the the first kind of gut reaction is always to be like oh well people who spend their time slagging off other people on social media obviously are really unhappy in their lives mm-hmm. and blah 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 and I think some people probably are unhappy and that's why it's an outlet mm-hmm. for them I think some people are probably more arrogant than anything else and think that their opinion deserves to be foisted on anybody else who's listening Mm -hmm. and then I think sometimes it does like it comes from other emotions altogether like people will be angry about an issue and they want everybody else to be as angry or as upset as they are and they take it as a personal slight when you're not doing or saying exactly what Mm -hmm. they want you to do at exactly the time that they want you to do it and it's Mm -hmm. it's difficult because you can't be an encyclopedia for people and I mean as much as you might want to be it's a difficult thing to talk about because again it's I know what an incredibly privileged position it is to then have people listen to you to want you to use it for something Mm. I mean personally I feel like I do try quite hard to use my platform for for good doing good things with it Mm -hmm. you know but I feel like I have had to get to grips with the fact that it won't be enough for some people ever and there are always people who will willfully misunderstand you and create Mm -hmm. a version of you in their head who is an awful horrible person who Mm -hmm. cares about no one and Mm -hmm. I find that really upsetting yeah to know that some people will think that way about me Mm -hmm. but I know that I do care about other people and I don't I don't know what else I can I can do to that regard so um the psychologist Anna Martha says to so we've got in a world of lots of affirmations but the two things she says to herself repeatedly are you're gonna die and not everybody likes you and she says that to herself over and over again which sounds really screwed up but actually they mm. are our core fears as humans they are the thing that we're all no one wants to die unloved basically yeah. and actually if you try and say it to yourself and normalize that feeling of my god somebody hates me there's some power in that because it is true like people are going to dislike you and and yeah that's like my worst nightmare and i think it's um 
being disliked by people who don't actually know you and that and that's really difficult yeah I, I really hope I hope most of them if we've got them in a room with me I hope we'd get on um but it I found myself in this cycle a bit of what you're talking about of like really trying to prove that I'm using my platforms for good and actually mm. you you can drive yourself mad because you you're then they're, they're never all gonna down tools and go that's a great girl. She is doing great. Yeah. <laughs> She's brilliant. I, I really like her. She's quite fun. I'd like to be her mate. I'm sorry for everything I said. And otherwise, you're just, you're being driven to prove something rather than to try and do what do what feels authentically good to you. And I'm definitely not there on it, but I definitely... No. And then you build this resentment. I'm really going for it now because if you're trying to prove yourself in a way that can't be proved... Mm-hmm. You're always, you're perpetually failing, basically. You also get punished for trying is something that I've realized because there's so many people who, and and again, like people can do whatever they want. This is the mm. thing I don't, I don't find myself getting as angry as other people seem to get about this stuff. But there's, you can look at other people who don't ever talk about, I don't know, social issues or anything or the environment or you know pick pick an issue that people care about these days but you can see there's if you don't ever talk about this stuff then people don't expect you to whereas if you kind of stick your head above the parapet and say hi i care about this thing even if i'm not perfect at you know pursuing a cause or whatever if you say that you care about anything or try and do some good anywhere then people expect you to be perfect in all ways and sometimes I'm just kind of like, how different would it have been if, if I'd shut up? I just, just never, never like tried to care in the first place because then pe- people don't expect it. as much from you, which then but, sounds really lazy and awful. And I don't think I could have done it that way. No, you could have. It's not you because you do no. care. This is the problem. It's because you, you are switched on, and that's why this bit hurts more because you're like, oh, I am thinking, and I know, you know. I've, just written a book but why which is trying to answer difficult questions from kids about all of these things mm. and the deeper I went into the research the more abundantly clear it was that I didn't know that I don't know that nobody knows and actually yeah the thing that really stuck with me is that you can have an expert on environmentalism but they would be terrible on mental health you know yeah we're all just humans and even the experts in fields are experts in one bit Whereas if you expected to try and be a voice on multiple things because you're a human with multiple interests, then of course you're not you're not going to ace it. And also, you're showing up in that room as a person with all of the life stuff going on. Yeah, exactly. And oh, yeah, and then I, we're both going to go away from this really, really well. I'm going to feel really paranoid because I really hate talking about the trolling because yeah, but it, and it is this thing that everybody knows exists. I you know I have. The, the bit that I struggle with is people go sending me DMs saying, oh, I thought you ought to know they're saying this about you on this forum. Uh, and that, yeah, person, that person feels like they're being an ally to me. But actually, by bringing it over to me, what, what am I meant to do? I'm not going to go. On, I mm. don't go on those forums because I can't handle it. And because yeah. there's nothing to be gained from it. Uh, it's such a strange thing. And it, I understand it. It's a reaction to it's finding a community like we've found a community and mm. it feels like such a bad use of people's energy but it's their life but it's it? their energy to spend i suppose isn't mm. it i do just find it makes i feel like i've had this conversation with 
somebody else who does online things before it just just every single word you say before you post anything you're like triple and quadruple checking to see how could somebody misinterpret what i'm trying Mm. to say like and you're just trying to get ahead of people who want to misunderstand you all the time and it's exhausting honestly it's a lot well this is the thing because i'm trying to advocate for honest conversations and what we'll achieve by Mm. talking for the next hour is we'll wiggle back and forth on it i don't have to go this is my thoughts on social media yeah here finite everything is like feeling it out thinking again going in it again and that is like exactly how we learn and how we develop our values and our opinions but mm. being held accountable for a collection of words in that moment and also I, I sometimes wish I was one of those people who didn't give a shit <laughs> they'd be so good with yeah. just to write those people who write posts and you're like wow that's um close to the mark because if we take all the edges of everything and no one's allowed to have ideas or opinions and no one's allowed to be wrong then wow it becomes a very boring world yeah it's it's very true but honestly i kind of think of i sort of think of social media now like a very big dog as in <laughs> I wonder when most of the time <laughs> most of the time you can sort of interact with it and you keep going back to it because you get the interaction back and whatever you put in you put a bit of energy in and you you get the interaction back and it's all like very very fun but you can do one tiny wrong thing and it turns on you and you're going to get bitten instantly and it badly essentially so you think it can be it can be fine and great and good as much as you want it and it does keep drawing you back but yeah but you're just always aware that there are some very very big teeth on the other end but do you think that if you're taking care of yourself in the rest of your life, then that bite maybe doesn't hurt as much. That's what, that's sometimes, when my life is more full and more happy in Mm. real life, then the bite from Instagram hopefully will mean less. I don't know. Yeah, I think think that's probably true. I think it's like anything, the more, coping mechanisms you have and sort of how how full your emotional cup is at the time yeah. you know if you are you gonna are you gonna overflow or are you not sort of thing but yeah it's it's difficult for sure basically if, when, i mean if you if you google highly sensitive person that's me and it's yeah. like it's a thing that people like diagnose or whatever it's something to do with like sensory processing whatever but that is me to an absolute t so I take criticism really badly. I can't handle it. I feel other people's pain quite badly. So mm. the hilarious example of this, I was in <laughs> in the car the other day. Um, have you seen that statue in London that like copies people's poses? No. There's I can't remember exactly where it is. It's somewhere in Central. I'll have to I'll have to look it up exactly where it is. Um, I think it's it's by like the Walkie Talkie building or something like that. I okay. can't remember. Um, that might be wrong. But we drive past it every so often, and yeah it's like it, there's some kind of like camera in it and if you sort of stand in a certain pose in front of it then it'll copy you and like stay that That's way cool. for a while and we went past it the other day and this statue was literally like arms hanging head bowed really looking quite despondent and it made me so sad in the car that i was like the statue's really sad the person who was standing in front of the statue was must that, have been really, really like sad that? and it made me quite upset and i was like this is why 
<laughs> I find probably... this stuff so difficult. Like, yeah, it's. Oh, I'm probably you... not entirely built for the, for this mm. kind of role that I found myself in. But people who I like within my network who are all trying, you know, I feel sit in a similar vein who are trying to use their platforms in in ways that are good, all fall into this camp. That's why mm. they've ended up being in the positions they are because people can relate to that volatility to the humanness to the vulnerability to the the emotion behind it so that's what's mm-hmm. really bizarre everything that that made you yeah people resonate with you is the bit that makes it so difficult you know because when it's important to also lean on this the bits where instagram have been amazing for me is when i've had the capacity to open up about some more tricky stuff mm-hmm. um like, for example, giving up drinking and as I've shared that, the, the voices that I've got back only, you know, solidifies that decision for me. And in, yeah. in good good moments of mental health, although that's interesting. But, that, yeah, what am I trying to say? There, There is a brilliant part of it. That is what we keep coming back to, the, the people yeah. that I've met, both in terms of people with platforms, but just interactions with everyone. Mm. That's priceless. It's priceless. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's true. And I think I I think it's worthwhile having these conversations about how it can sometimes be difficult mm-hmm. because I think it's like anything else and you it very quickly drifts into a mental health conversation because it does have a big impact on people's mental health, whether mm-hmm. you use it for work or, you know, leisurely or anything else. However, there is a reason why we still do it aside yeah. from, you know, I think you can talk about the stuff that's not always the easiest to deal with but we're all still there Mm -hmm. and that's not only because we're being manipulated by some kind of algorithm but it's because you you get more good out of it than Mm -hmm. tricky parts essentially Mm -hmm. is what i would always come back to because otherwise you just at some point you just have to not do it no i hope that that is definitely true and i've actually got a folder on my phone called pick me up which is screen grabs of and it's not people telling me they love me it's people telling me that they've given up drinking or they've been to the doctors for anxiety or they've started doing crossfit you know things where it's it's had a positive impact on other people's life and that is that is worth one horrible comment by a million so that yeah that is it but it's just trying to remember that I do the same thing actually yeah I have started doing the same thing yeah I've I've had like when you do just get a particularly nice message whether it's something like you know I can see that you're trying and I can see that you're trying to be a good person there's which sometimes when you just think nobody can tell that I genuinely give a shit like sometimes somebody will just send a message at just the right point Mm -hmm. and you're like thank you so much stranger in the world who like I might not have seen that message had it come five minutes later but I really appreciate it. Yeah. And sometimes it'll be so like things from the podcast now, for example, because I've had such different guests on and I feel like we've hit different issues that will grab different people depending Mm -hmm. on kind of what what they're going through sort of thing. But I've had such nice messages from that. And 
yeah it does it just makes it's the nicest social bit of social media at the minute yeah it's like it makes it feel worthwhile but i guess i'm trying to i'm really hooked on this like walking into a room of people that's because when Mm. you can go and like individually talk to someone Mm -hmm. and shift things that's that's when it's really good and that and also this the bit it's interesting for me because you know i'm saying that i think conversation is really important is why podcasts are good but also mm-hmm. because when someone does DM you something nice and then they're like, oh, I never thought you'd reply. It's like, of course I'm going to reply. I'm, I completely yeah. value you as a human. And that isn't just me projecting onto someone else. I I want to, I want this to be a, a two-way relationship. That's why I started on Instagram, to save myself. So yeah, yeah that's when it feels its very best, I think. Yeah, I try my best at that, to be honest. But there's also... yeah. A lot of DMs. Like oh. I, 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 I physically couldn't. Mm. I mean, I could spend it all day and not not get through messages. So I, yeah, and in in that regard, I never want people to be be upset with it or like yeah, think that I don't care. But, I, no, but obviously, I I won't see a lot of the things. So no, and you've got to you've got to keep yourself for the other people in your life. That's that's the important thing. You know, that's abundantly transparent for me because I've got children. Yeah. But also your partner and your family it's like, it's like if I keep pouring all my energy into DMs I won't be able to have a conversation with my children and that that yeah. just is is not not how it how it goes you know yeah yeah I totally I get that too because yeah I'm not like I kind of it's it's weirdly the same so you'll end up like you'll end up seeing names on Instagram for example that you see all the time yeah, and then exactly. you kind of like feel feel like you at least recognize someone yeah, yeah but i'm also not great at like i i wouldn't go to the party the room full of people metaphor and start like having yeah. a really easy casual chat with a complete stranger so and i kind of feel the same way in dms a lot of the time like i don't I agree. if i don't know someone it'll i don't know i think maybe i'm a little bit cautious maybe a bit no bit, well also, i was i was really shy when i was a kid and i think that that stays with you a bit as well so yeah it's it is well, you, who you are as a person still just in an online format. So I think it's unreasonable to suddenly expect that your whole personality would be different just because it's yeah. it's through a screen. And also, just to ladder back to where we began, I went, my intention as I went on was to find people. You're, mm-hmm. As you came onto this kind of public thing, you were already getting strangers and you were already protecting, I mean, your brother and your family and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you're... you're yeah, you're going in with a, a different thing, aren't you? Your you, your lessons, and that's no bad thing. Though. All those um, boundaries you put up will be valuable. I'm sh- I'm sure of it. You can't undo something. I hope so. Yeah, I feel like it's also so when I f- I feel like I was a a reasonably late adopter to Instagram in terms of that. By the time I made an Instagram account, I couldn't get my own name because there were so many fake accounts pretending to be me already. I couldn't get any I couldn't get any version of my name. So for the first like several years that I was on Instagram, my Instagram handle was nameless gem. (laughs) Because I was literally I typed so many versions of my name and I was just like, I've got I've got no name. Like and then that was that was what I typed in and I was like, oh thank God, fine, I'll I'll take that one. Um That's so funny. That's great email. I know, but I feel like that's I feel like it's quite it's part of the reason now why I'm sort of a little bit more protective of like 
my own accounts and like what people will then think of me because I also know so I see all the time there'll be like screenshots going around of like tweets that I'm supposed to have tweeted which aren't mine but but are now treated as gospel and it's because you can you can obviously just photoshop and like put you know put someone's picture on a tweet or whatever but it's all like I mean most of the stuff is it's like jokes that I'm meant to have told that I'm like oh god (laughs) I'm like that's not funny like I would never have said that and also it's just like yeah it's just not even oh I don't know it's hard because then I I know that as much as you have it in your head and you know that even in reality or when people are listening to actual me people will understand you and have a different version of you in your in their heads Mm -hmm. but I'm also like there are actually different versions of me just like running around the internet freely saying whatever they want and some people will believe that it's you and I'm just like oh god what do you do that's so weird that's so Mm. weird and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it no is there which is really hard level of control to give up like you're facing your name on something and them saying all, all of this random stuff and I'm like that's it's just not me at all. <laughs> and there's this weird thing where in I am this is me projecting, but it, you know, none of the, what they're saying at this point is particularly bad. It's like it's just not me. It's like yeah. even if it's a joke that you you wouldn't tell. Yeah. I don't see you as a huge joke teller. Um, but it's like <laughs> Guys, I mean, um, I, I love a good dad joke, but that's a mean <laughs> joke, some of them. And I'm like, oh, oh I would no. never say that. Yeah, it's like, no, it's not. It's, not cute. Oh God, this, this is a whole different level of weird, isn't it? That people mm. are, pretend, are going out in the world pretending to be you. Yeah. Why? What a weird way to spend your life. I honestly don't know. And then, but, aside from that, there's like role playing accounts, which like people what? do on Twitter quite a lot and is allowed in like terms of service or whatever as Twitter. And they can like, they basically like pretend to be you through a Twitter feed. People do this a lot on like Facebook and other stuff as well, but it's apparently what do you allowed. Mean? As long as I'm they sorry. say it's a role playing thing. But they so, also then change things about me. They'll be like, oh, like this is Gemma. She's, well, bearing in mind, like I'm a 30 year old, whatever. They'll be like, oh, this is Gemma. She's 22. She works as a. Uh, I don't Wait, know something way more interesting yeah. than what I do. Yeah, yeah it'll be like a, a fashion designer or something. She's um, bisexual, and her favorite thing is uh, I don't know cliff jumping or something. And I'm like, why even bother to use my name like that? So then it's just like, completely different. Why? Person. Yeah. And then what? I don't. Do you under- do? I don't understand it. Oh, nothing. I mean, now I just look at them and I'm like, God, you really wish I was a lot more interesting than I am. Sorry that I'm yeah. not. I'm like I'm so much more just oh wow I mean what a weird thing. the internet I is know. so weird I mean but so it, many people do this that they must get you know they must get some enjoyment out of it so I suppose fair play to them there's worse things they could be doing but from my perspective it's very odd I guess I guess people have always done versions of it like we would have pretended to be would I? I don't. Yeah, I mean, I would have pretended to be people from Neighbours. My God, what a dated reference! <laughs> but then, but that I just don't. Yeah, I, don't, I honestly don't understand it. But I'm, I'm just never not surprised by the madness of the internet. I've been laughing mm. with a friend recently about Wiki Feet, where people t- take photos of celebrities' feet. Do you know about Wiki Feet? No, you I might be on the Oh I God, no. Ooh, so they no, look for pictures no. of you on the internet and like zoom in on your feet. I mean, people pay money for pictures of feet. Oh, and I'm just like, 
Well, I mean, if, if that's your thing, but feet and like feet oh, are people you're never going to meet. And, like, but yeah, then, if, I mean, that's probably a weird metaphor for how I feel about a lot of the internet. Like, I do not, to my core, understand why somebody would love feet so much. But no. also, get if, that's you know, your thing. if you love feet, get on with it. Nose, get off my nose. <laughs> like... No, it's true. But could you not use my feet? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's good. Just when you Google it after this, German uh, styles with your feet, you're like, oh, God. Oh, yeah, like, no, I'm willing to bet I won't be on there, I feel like. Okay. I mean, I'm going to... I'm going to tell, tell myself that I'm not on there. And yeah, just maybe you don't need to know. Bliss, blissful ignorance my way through the rest of the day. I've also seen on um, Instagram recently a girl outing a situation where there was someone who was repeatedly in their DMs being quite matey. And, you know, as you say, you repeatedly mm-hmm. see their name come up on your feed. So you do end up kind of knowing who they are and having a relationship. Mm-hmm. And that this person was also the, the prime person trolling her on the, on the forum. So she was no. living this, this double life. And it's oh, just that's like, so odd. I know. And and you go, because what happens to me is I'm like, can we, you know, just deal with it? This is the way it goes. Da, da, da. And then you're just mm. like, but that is like basic human. It's just not a decent way to go about in the world, is it? That is that actual deception. I mean, which version is the real version? That's what I'd be thinking yeah. too. Like, do you what, like me? Do you hate me? Like, that's the confusing thing. Yeah, I know. But I mean, it's, it's kind of, you know, either one is your prerogative but yes. i don't i don't understand how i'm supposed to navigate how would that. you approach that situation yeah like do you, you can't both of those things can't be true so which one is no it? and you're, you're confusing yourself then aren't you like you don't mm. know who your own own thing is because that and also when i did this child um internet security one i was like well what mm-hmm. do you do about trolling because the, the bitching is absolutely fine not fine it is what it is but mm. the problem is, as the police officer said, these things stray, you know. Mm-hmm. For me, that I know that there was things going out about where I've just bought a house and it starts off innocent, but maybe next time they come to where we bought a house, they try and find it and then suddenly they're outside the house. And, you know, and he's like, the problem is no one reports it because we all feel very disempowered, but there is a line yeah. of legality here and, it, mm. and it's really difficult. And, yeah. The best way I cope is to shut it out of my mind. But am I doing my my, my personal security, my kids' security a disservice? I don't know. It's, it's really hard to navigate. It is. And I think that is a prime example of, as you say, it's there aren't really any guidelines. And we're still perhaps in the early days of that being the yeah. case. And you kind of just have to yeah, do the best you can, which if, you know, in your case, and especially when you've got kids, means being particularly minutes. cautious. I don't think erring on the side of caution is is a bad thing necessarily i don't think you can be criticized for that yeah and i think the police wanted the message they wanted is that we do need to be talking about it like petty mm-hmm. crime you, you would still report it and how can we begin to get a handle on how how we navigate yeah. this if people because you feel like you're dobbing or you're i don't know what it triggers but it, that's how it feels mm. to me same when you see those petitions going around but... i know it's i mean it's a tricky one but then so I used to work before I did social media more as a full-time job. Um, I used to work for a cyberbullying charity. Did you? So all day long, like that's so I was, I did like operations for them, but I did a lot of different stuff as well. So all day long, you'd be dealing with people and have people coming to you. And yeah, like I've seen the bad stuff of it. And it was, 
you know, anything from teenagers who were being bullied online from people at school to people who were dealing with like revenge porn as kind of an, an emerging issue to people who, yeah, who had been doxxed and had their address on the internet and all of this stuff happening. And it's like, it, it does happen to people. And people who don't have this kind of platform or whatever it it feels really gross to say as in like oh feel sorry for me blah 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 which is not what i'm doing at all however these things do happen and i've seen them happen and i've like had to try and help people deal with them so i do take it incredibly seriously like it's not a joke yeah, even if it no. seems like oh you're just trying to find something to moan about like being worried about your own personal safety is yeah. you would hope something that anybody could relate to yeah and also, this this doesn't just happen with people with bigger, you know, platforms. It happens on, no, on not much. at all. Yeah, this is like and this it, is like anybody this could happen to. Really, it's just yeah, it could be anyone. It, it could be you know some weird person followed you home from the bus stop. It could be somebody who's been DMing you for for ages, and then you know, that's that. I, I think it's quite a relatable thing, but apparently not. That's not always the case. But also, we want to try and raise the next generation to be internet savvy. Mm. Meanwhile, we're busy or burying our heads in the sand about something that is absolutely prevalent, you know. But that's also what I think about these people. It's like none of us would want our children or any child that we know to mm. be bullied. But but there's role modelling of, of bullying going on, you know. And, and as you say, the people yeah. that are doing it aren't who you imagine. You know, these are smart, smart, I was going to say women. It is normally women, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, I don't... It's difficult. I don't know what what's to happen about it. And and as I said, I'm going to go away from this and feel really anxious because it's it's something I don't enjoy talking about. But it's, we also yeah. have to talk about it. Mm. I th- I mean I think I will too. And that's that's kind of the thing. Like that's. I feel like the conversation is maybe still mildly in its infancy and i think that is Mm -hmm. because like i I don't talk about this really ever i will also feel anxious when we go away from this because like (laughs) it's just i don't know it feels like if you don't talk about it then and how do we ask you give them you give them less to to come after you for kind of thing like i'm sure there'll be people who's like oh who does she think she is whatever but then there's already people like that so i don't know there's not that hope- many of them I like to think, but also I don't know. I try it's, very it's hard not to not to search my own name. So no, there's nothing to be gained from that. But all, what we re- I always keep saying to everyone, I'm going to put it on here. We need Louis Theroux to do a real proper go on this because it's really interesting. That's the other part. Oh yeah, it's a part of my head is like this is fascinating. There are two. Mm-hmm. The, you know, this is a whole world that everybody knows exists, and it's it's powerful and it is imp- impacting people's heads. But no one is really got into it yet and you know the psychology of it's really interesting it's kind of the bit apart from my own insecurities it's a really human interest in how this functions on Mm. on how this has become a a way that the thing that happens in the world because in normal life you don't go into a room and just start yeah it it just it as you say it isn't how it happens and i don't think those people i don't think the people doing that are bad people i I don't Mm. believe that because no few humans are are, the fundamentally bad they're they're probably raising kids going to work trying to have marriages being good friends looking after parents who are ill you know there's people living lives too and it's, it's like it makes me sad that we live in opposition to each other because we've probably got more in common than we 
But we have got everything in common. We're all one yeah. same thing. No one wants to die and no one wants to be disliked. Yeah, it's very true. And I do I do try and tell myself that on, on the occasions where where I need to sort of thing. Um, yeah, just, you know, a lot of people, everybody, you know, they're all multidimensional humans. We've got a lot mm-hmm. of different facets to it. They're exactly the same. We don't know what's what's going on with somebody else. And also just that I will then kind of say to myself, I'm like, if I'm your biggest problem and the thing that's upsetting you the most today, then is that distracting you from something worse? I don't know. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe you need that outlet and yeah. I, yeah. I and especially over the last year, that is definitely what I've had to, you know, we've, everyone's just struggling and it, it, yeah. it manifests in, in ugly ways, whether that be drinking mm. too much. Yeah. You know, whatever. This, it always it, these things come out in different ways and and yeah. no one enjoys being at the receiving end of that but yeah i don't know there's a part of me that thinks it's not really about me it's not really about you it, yeah. I, it, I'm, we're just the, we're just the receiving end it's not the person it's not your mate i hope who's sitting in a room with you you know yeah <laughs> it, don't know. and you know and this this is exactly you can kind of then strip it back and be like People clearly need an outlet for whatever kind of frustration or anger or something. However, that doesn't mean that you or I or anyone else deserves to be their punching Mm -hmm. bag. But where else is that going? And I think in a sort of around the houses societal way, it comes back to how we deal with everyone's mental health and the resources Mm -hmm. and the way that we teach each other and ourselves about how to deal with our own emotions Mm -hmm. and how we deal with stuff like that if people had more appropriate outlets then you know we wouldn't we wouldn't have this problem so as much as you know i i think platforms could probably be doing more and i think i I mean i can't see the issue going away anytime soon but for me it does kind of come back and highlight that there's obviously an issue that there's a lot of feelings that are being misplaced towards people Mm. and i just i wish that people had a better place or a better way of dealing with them Mm. and I mean this comes back to our own things of me being conscious when I show up on the internet when I walk into the room of mm-hmm. knowing that my res- that I'm resourced enough to be able to do that so that someone's offhand comment which probably you know it, it just it just is a pendulum isn't it if I'm on the back foot mm-hmm. then I possibly react in a different way or, or the content I next put out is, and, it, and it just builds and builds and builds whereas if we're all better resourced if we're all learning to come offline when we're struggling mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah and looking at our own habits and again this is why this last year has been really intense because we've all been trying to cope with something huge and not knowing how to deal with it yeah mm. yeah it's really tricky but i i do know that we'll look back and go wow guys this was a really messy time yeah definitely yeah. Much like the nineties. <laughs> yeah, they always are. They're messing with different things, aren't they? You yeah. know, yeah. Look back at that and be like, "Wow, why like, was oh, it? that was that was a time?" Yeah, when I thought it was really cool just to down pints because that's what like empowered women did. Gosh, it, yeah, and that, that's yeah. not the kind of drinking snob, but I was like, that is definitely what I did. I just chugged pints. God, yeah. It's one of those things, isn't it? Like you, you always wish you could come to like the end of the end of a conversation or a podcast episode with an answer. and kind of tie it up with a neat little bow and say well this this is the answer this is the solution this is how we all figure it out but i think you know there has to be some kind of you know other people will be having these thoughts and having yeah. these conversations too so i think as long as we know that 
we know that it's a thing we acknowledge it and you know that if it's happening to you you're not alone in it whoever you mm. are mm-hmm. then i think there has to be something something there's definitely that you know yeah and in, in my impending pool of um anxiety i'll feel mm. relieved that i'm not mad for, for feeling the way i and feeling the mixture of feelings i think if it was easy just to be like oh fuck them i hate them let's get this forum shut down they're all awful that would be mm. a much easier road, route it, it, that isn't the case it's but it's much more complex but yeah and all you can do is it's the same with everything in life as being in charge of your own experience and how and how you're showing up in the world and try yeah. and look after yourself and then hope for the best and then freak out so i've got three like non non-triggering questions coming your way now to make oh okay fit, fit. like let's end on a let out the breath and oh unclench your jaw <laughs> yeah. let your shoulders down Get a <laughs> um, okay first of all where can people find you and what project do you want to shout about i know you've been up to a few things recently um you can find me so easiest is instagram you can find me at german styles and so you've got you it you've got find... the handle in the end How oh i did yes eventually with the people <laughs> Yeah, well, eventually I was able to then, yeah, put so enough like reporting in. Somebody helped me do it and was like, look, this and this and this and this and this and this, they're all fake ones. So because that's a fake one, can she just have it? And yeah, Instagram were like, you yes, it. you can have it. So, yes, got my name. so that was fun. Sorry, Karen. Um, yeah. Inter- interestingly, Twitter, I am Gemma Ann Styles. And Are that's you? because the, the Gemma Styles handle is an actual real Gemma Styles. So that one, I'm like, uh, you got here first. Here. More power to you, love. When it's a fake me, I was like, I'm having it. <laughs> yeah, I can't just take your name off you. <laughs> no, that's that's a reasonable one. Um, but yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Gemma Styles. And you can also find my podcast at Good Influence GS. Um, and that is available on all podcast platforms that's available on all major podcast platforms yes um which yeah i think similar to but why kind of trying to answer the questions i am more asking questions of people who know a lot more about things than i do um which is always fun so i get to get to learn a lot from people and yeah hopefully other people will listening to it as well it's, I mean, I think making podcasts is such an honour. I was saying that to someone the other day. Like every time, if you spent an hour talking to someone, mm. that is a really like special. Even if you, it's quite weird because sometimes I'll, I'll have never have met them and I might never meet them again. But mm-hmm. that's like I don't even really get to do that hardly with my husband or with my best mates or you know yeah. it's such a, a rare thing to do. All I'm going to do is focus on talking to one person for an hour. I think it's an amazing like privilege to do that. Yeah, I love it. I really do. I was I was nervous about it and I still get nervous about it when yeah, new episodes go out. But yeah, it's just, it's such a lovely platform. And also, so like I will do it on Zoom so I can see the person who I'm talking to and all mm-hmm. of that. But I don't put any video out or anything. So it, you literally are just not thinking about everything's so visual now. Like we're mm-hmm. all on Instagram all the time. And I just quite like having something that isn't that. Mm-hmm. I got... I got a message um, a couple of days ago saying like, oh, would you ever put the podcast on YouTube? Because I'd like mm. to be able to see you rather than just hear you. And I was like, I think that just hearing someone it, is enough enough. sometimes. I like to just listen to someone and not, you know, you're not thinking about what they look like. What's my face doing? What You're not <laughs> looking at their outfit or looking at their eyebrows or something. You're actually just listening to what they're saying. So I love podcasting as a platform. I feel like I've found a little home in it. 
You know that the young people watch YouTube though for the podcasts. That's what they do. It's like I really bizarre know. to me. I know. I just don't want to though. Sorry, young people. <laughs> so Sorry, young people. <laughs> I just you know, don't want to. No, but that's absolutely your prerogative. And there you go. You go. This is what feels good for me. Yeah. Come listen to me or not. Yeah, but you're right. It's nice not to, especially we've spent a lot of time on Zoom being judged recently. It's nice not to. So the two other questions. This podcast is because of my obsession, love, infatuation with all things honesty, and it's one of my favourite traits in people. Uh, I mm-hmm. absolutely adore it. What is your best trait, and what do you most admire in other people? Ooh. Um, my best trait... Ooh, oh, I feel so... You're going to hate this. Sorry. That's an icky thing to say, isn't it? I would probably say I am come on you can do it I'm trying to think of the word now even I think I'm quite a compassionate person yeah I try and like I see things from other people's point of view I think I'm quite um I don't know I can't think of the word I'm trying to think compassionate empathetic like yeah yeah also just um I don't really mind that much what other people are doing what's the word for that i'm not judgmental i think yeah yeah there you go yeah i quite like that about myself (laughs) no that's really great what star sign are you sagittarius are you although i i don't think i match up with it that well at all and apparently i would actually be that new one whatever that new one is have you um, have you ever done your full birth chart though um not completely i feel like i don't i don't know the exact time that i was born okay you need um, that. which which never helps um my mum doesn't know either and oh. it isn't on the copy of my birth certificate that i have i have tried this but anyway it's fine um but yeah, then i get you're... to yeah i'll just i'll just pick up pick and choose whatever i did download one of those um star signing apps and i know i know like the the vaguish time that i was born but i put that in and it started telling me things about like it was one of those where you can then put in like the date of birth and stuff of other people. And it mm-hmm. started telling me that some of the people I was closest to was like, you Working should not be that to. close to. And I was like, oh, get out. Like, I don't need this in my life. No, you don't. You don't. But you will definitely have other things other than Sagittarius in you, I think. I think so, yeah. That's, you don't you don't present as... So, yeah, if your moon is, is how you communicate with yourself. And I bet you've got something very watery and um, empathetic. In bit, the middle bit of that. more wishy-washy and yeah. scared. <laughs> because like Sagittarius is usually quite, um, like everyone who doesn't isn't into a star sign, but that's because it's bollocks, but um, yeah, very strong-headed and, and don't really care what people think. And that's like the opposite of you. Yeah, it's not me at all. It also says, whenever I read a Sagittarius thing, it always says that you are someone who wants to never be tied down travel anywhere at the drop of a hat like you, you know. don't like to plan things you just like to go and that is really really <laughs> not me at all maybe it would be if i hadn't then you know lived my life with anxiety but we'll never know because a sagittarius would walk in the room and be like guys i'm here and that is like yeah, mm, you're yeah worst no. nightmare. i'll stand in the corner and talk to the one person who i know and then yeah try and like go. scatter myself throughout the evening <laughs> your mum needs to really try and figure out what time you were born it's bad, isn't it? I do know. What I know. Means. I think it's a bit of a blur. I think it was. Um, I think it was somewhere around kind of like eight pm to eight fifteen. She thinks it was somewhere around like I think Corrie was starting or something like that. But that's that's about but as far as I know. 
annoying. No. We'll never know. My last question is, this is also inspired by my love of honest conversation. And I just love those kind of times when it's a small group of people and you manage to have a, a really great chat. If you could have like your dream chat situation, where would it be? What time time of day? With who? What would you be eating and drinking? Describe that for me. Um, okay. I also realised that I didn't say what I liked in other people, which was oh, I, yeah, think sorry. I respect I respect kind people the most, I think. Just people who, yeah, aren't aren't trying to look for something horrible all the time. Look look for the good. Yeah. Um best conversation. His favourite kind of vibe for a big chat. Me, very medium temperature not really hot because then i get very this is what instantly comes into my head now we're like getting a bit of hot weather i'm like oh like, i just can't handle this this real hot heat. temperature very very ambient room temperature would be perfect for me glass of something cold not too many other people around but maybe like on tables for like yeah. at a reasonable distance bit of background noise so you don't feel as self-conscious about what you're saying and then yeah and with family, with friends, not with strangers. I'm getting the impression, not with strangers. Probably not with strangers, but then, you know, sometimes you meet someone and, and yeah, you just click on. and have a great conversation, don't you? Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm like base, basing that in scenario in my head around my most comfortable atmosphere. And then I yeah. feel like I could have quite a nice chat with just about anyone. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true, isn't it? It's just like people like are you like a social butterfly no if there's like eight people in a room and i don't have to go and talk to them immediately and i can kind of warm up to it absolutely mm. fine being put in a massive space yeah with loads of strangers i do find really overwhelming and it's also fine yeah. if you know you've got you know you've got a shared agenda like i don't know if you're somewhere because you all like one thing that's fine but that like there's people who can just go up and go hi i'm clemmy nice to meet you I am absolutely in awe of that. Mm-mm. It's amazing. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah, definitely. And I respect that so much about people. Oh I, my God. I find that really it's amazing. hard. Yeah. I find it really hard. And it's and, and then it can look like you're standoffish or you're not interested. It's just that, that that straight into it is like something that I find really difficult. Yeah, for sure. Maybe maybe you have to practice it. But yeah, like, it was so, someone told me once. I can't I can't remember who I can't remember if it was my therapist or somebody else who said when you if you're in that position and you're kind of you go into a room and you're like, "Oh, I, I don't know who to talk to. I don't feel like mm-hmm. I can go up and talk to anyone." Look for the other person who looks the same as you and is kind of like standing off to the side because there's always someone else who looks a bit yeah. like they don't know where to put themselves. Go for them and then you can just pal about together and you'll be, be You better. just go this go this is awkward, isn't it? And then you Yeah. Basically, yeah. And I have done yes. that before and it's, yeah, it's nice. Because you always want, like, when you're that person, you always kind of want somebody to just pull you in somewhere so you don't have to insert yourself into someone else's conversation. No, and then so, there's yeah. two of you. Mm. That's really that's really good advice. I'm wondering whether that's how we ended up talking at um, that thing that we went to. Maybe. Because it was all quite an intense thing that we were doing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was a big, uh, big old, big old intense experience thing. Yeah. It was good though. I mean, I feel like we managed to have some nice chats in the middle of it. Yeah, and um, and Callie. Yeah, oh, Callie, Miss Callie. I'm gonna yes. have, have her on my podcast soon. I oh, think, she, she's well. she, she's a Pisces like me, emotional stuff. Ah, there this you is go. what I think you've got in your chart. I'm gonna really try and think about it and not. Got to. I'll I'll find out what my uh, what my moon is for you, and then yeah, Please we'll have, do. A, have like, a conclusion like, to that. I really want to know. <laughs> 
on that like slightly weird this is when I lose people when I go off on this tangent but I don't care this has been so wonderful and I know we've both really really stepped outside of our comfort zone but I think it's good I think it's, yeah we didn't say I can tell you we didn't say anything that we need to regret okay yeah good I always forget what I've said when I'm recording but yeah I'll be I'll be nervous you'll be nervous but it'll yeah but I think we need to feel yeah safe and Steve can come and reassure us in a minute but thank you it's been so nice thank you so much for having me I've really enjoyed it it's nice to have you until the paranoia hits in Steve can you come can you come and give us some reassurance Steve's gonna tell us we're all right reassuring Steve it was okay you were more than all right we've got nothing to regret (laughs) That episode has given me all the feels because we've t- touched on something that personally impacts me in a in a very very big way, and that I always want to talk about because I'm such a believer in the power of honesty and the the value in not keeping things in your head. But as is the nature of trolling, when you're at the receiving end of it, though you want to fight back and defend yourself you also live in fear of constant judgment and even now as we um as we wrap this episode up i'm already thinking oh do i regret putting this out is this gonna fuel the flame do i look like woe is me for having a, a social presence and i can't speak for Gemma, but i can only imagine she felt similar but this is this is going on every day on different levels for so many people and it does as we know can have a really, really huge impact. So thank you, Gemma, for going there with me and for talking about something that makes both of our palms sweat. And thank you, the listener, for being here today and and letting me have these brilliant conversations. Please do join me next week for more honest chats. And in the meantime, please rate, review, subscribe and tell your mates about it. If there's anything or anyone you'd like me to chat to, drop me a line on buttwhy at clemmytelford.com and I'm off to get out in the sun. I might even treat myself to a magnum. And if you're interested, it would always be an arm one. Have a lovely day and see you soon. Bye.